Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. to apologize that my voice is not the sweet, melodious, sonorous voice that you are used to. I have had a cold this past week, but uh, I'm feeling much better now. Bring out your dead! Here's one! Ninepence. I'm not dead! What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead! Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not he isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. We're going to just crackle and rasp along and see how this goes. My voice, however, remains in excellent condition. I'm ever so glad for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know everybody likes to listen to this podcast just to hear my twangy Midwestern <laughs> accent. It's all in the nose. It it's is. It's in the snaz. It is. I can hardly listen to the podcast just because I like really people walk around and like call me their friend when I have this <laughs> well, voice. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Maybe they're lying. They're probably they're lying. All lying. I too. would be lying about that. Liar! 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 Get back, witch! I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> no, I have to take a very analytical view on the podcast, and I don't listen to it. When it's like final cut, typically, I think I've listened to one where it's like posted. Fine. Yes. But like when I'm editing, it's just like, just totally like, oh, I need to mix it this way. I need to fix it, cut that out. Like it's just completely just mechanical, analytical. Like I'm not even thinking about how it sounds. Right. I, it, it would get so in my head if I did. Yeah. It's, it's intimidating, but at the same time, it's kind of fun just because. You can put yourself out there and the world can judge you and you can feel like crap later on. Really, that's all this is, except that instead of sucking water, I'm sucking life. I've just sucked one year of your life away. I might one day go as high as five, but I really don't know what that would do to you. So let's just start with what we have. What did this do to you? Tell me. And remember, this is for posterity, so be honest. How do you feel? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I love that for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. All right, Bob, what are we talking about today? And what's up, Doc? And what's up, Doc? How's that Bugs Bunny impersonation? I liked it. All right. I, I, you know, we can do with um, the, the Barbara Streisand. Um, uh, what's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? 
I beg your pardon. From What's Up, Doc? Remember that movie? The layers upon layers. I know, so yeah. many. Like, what do, I could just keep saying, What's Up, Doc? And uh, What's Up, Doc? It, no, please don't. Oh, okay. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? I beg your pardon. <laughs> we are hunting rabbits. So, we are talking about our new expedition, our new adventure for this week. What have you embarked upon, Megan? What have I gotten myself into? Yeah, it's a big... This is a big thing. I, this past week, I purchased and took home two, not one, but two, English Angora rabbits. And first of all, applause. Baby. <laughs> and now, what, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> I have so many questions, okay, okay. and I'm just going to like, everybody's thinking like, well, first of all, an Angora, what's it? Yeah. And why would you do such a thing? And are there, like, any costs associated with this? Like, physical, emotional? What's the damage that's being done? Because this sounds scary. <laughs> it, it is pretty scary. Um, and I, I have scars, both uh, internally and externally, uh, from it. Uh, so, where do you want me to start? I'll begin at the beginning. I want you to start with... What got it into your head that you needed to purchase rabbits? Like, why do this? Why do this? Uh, and it's kind of, as I was thinking about this before rec recording, and uh, it's hard for me to come up with one starting point. Okay. But I've gone through phases where I would get really inspired by a fiber-making animal and do a whole ton of research on it, and then it never, like, nothing really happened with it. For example, I went through a huge alpaca phase. Oh, yeah. I still love alpacas. I learned a ridiculous amount of about alpacas, knowing full well that there's probably no way that I could ever, or, like, not not ever, but have alpacas in the near future. In the near future. Because, uh, like, one of one animal is like two thousand dollars then you have to have pasture and you know housing and everything for them and i'm a you know suburban person dwelling person dweller i've just gone through phases like that right and i've gone through phases where i really wanted to get into spinning my own wool and making my own yarns and you that, know. that's where you grab like a tuft of fur and you spin around in circles right yes okay and you yell really really loud that sounds fun uh-huh no, it's, it's when you take a fleece or hair and then you twist it and then you twist it the opposite direction with some more twisted pieces of fiber and you have yarn. Is that what Sleeping Beauty pricked her finger on? It is indeed. Okay. So I want to be Sleeping Beauty because I have insomnia. So I thought, you know what, maybe I should get a spinning wheel and that would solve my problem. There you go. Before the sun sets on her 16th birthday... She shall prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die. Oh, no. Why do they make the needle so sharp? Uh, I think it's so that, I mean, it depends on it, but I think it's uh, that 
the yarn can slide off of it easily. So okay. like you want it really tapered. Okay. So that it can. Slide it just off seemed easier. like this whole th the whole story could have been avoided by just dulling that I know, needle. I didn't it make her or make her bleed or something like that. Yeah. Or... Yeah. I, there was something with that. I was like, really? I don't know. I've, it's a magic one though too. So I. Don't, OSHA's got to look into this. I know. Total I workplace also, safety that violation. That movie, like when they burn all the other spinning wheels, I'm like, everyone has a spinning wheel in the whole kingdom. Like that yeah. was a lot of spinning wheels. Maybe they all did at one point. Well, I, I'm, a lot would. I mean, remember every historical village we ever went to, every yeah. house had a spinning wheel. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I learned that um, before the spinning wheel, mm -hmm. which greatly expedited the process, they had basically a spindle with yes. a weight on it. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was attached what, to the ceiling and then uh, it would basically drop to the ground, but it would like spin as it's going down. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, it's almost, it kind of reminds me of the medieval lathes, honestly, and kind of like how the ropes... And like you had this wooden yeah. block that would pull it, and then you have to like reattach it up high again and let it drop down. Yes. So it took an incredible amount of time, but it is very cool how that that works. Yeah, I attempted. know. So, anyways, going, getting back to uh, the matter at hand, uh, which is so I've had this obsession, and you know me, I like to get as far back to the product as I as I can. Like when I I make a a sweater, let's say, like it makes me really happy when I can be the one dyeing it and then not only dyeing it but making the wool like that's really where I want to go where I want to be part of as much of the process as I as I can also it just kind of came out of I've not been doing super well with my health and it's kind of led to some feelings of angst and uh anyone with a chronic illness out there can kind of relate to how um, your, your life doesn't go the way that you thought it should go or the way you wanted it to go. And I've just been kind of struggling with that feeling of, you know, my life just hasn't turned out the way I want it to. And it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it, it's not to say that I'm not grateful for what I have. It's just hard to face like, oh, it's because there's this physical block in my way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, oh, I guess life took a funny turn. But, like, you know, like, there's this impediment to it, um, if that makes sense. I, I think that's the human condition a little bit and then just made more acute by your illness. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, I think a lot I, of people would say, like, well, life didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And I'm, like, yeah. valid. Yeah. But for me, like, things have – I've had to make hard decisions because of your health. my health. Right. And not the decision, like, if, I, if there was no health impediment, <laughs> there, there, I hope there's some sort of health. Yeah, yeah. Um, At least I a, just better, better a, health. A, a modicum of health. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, it, you know, I would make different decisions. But, I mean, that's, like you said, that's kind of silly to say because everybody would say, like, well, I have this roadblock and that roadblock. But it's been very frustrating to me lately mm -hmm. uh and i've been feeling really uh stuck mm -hmm. and that's my my least favorite thing to feel is stuck so yes. i just felt very stagnant and to me that just kills all creativity and so i'm starting to feel burnt out even though it's not like i'm working a ton you just start feeling burnt out and stagnant and we just wanted another fun podcast topic I, that was a big part is that edwin's like okay what are we talking about and i'm like um 
Um, can we hold off recording for one week? <laughs> I have this evil plan. <laughs> because I don't know what else to talk about right now. Which is strange because we talk all the time. But uh, we want something that's interesting for you guys. and <laughs> Hopefully somewhat beneficial. Yeah. And what more fun thing to do than to talk about the floofs. Um, so we have floof one and floof two now. So that's kind of all what happened. But again... It's one of those things that kind of circulates like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, wouldn't it be cool if, wouldn't it be cool if. And then finally, I really blame my mother on this, actually, because I don't even remember when the decision was being made. All I remember is that we were picking out rabbits and finding all the gear. I, I, I don't know if it's a, it's a fibro blackout or if she knocked me over the head or what happened. But basically, I'm like, yeah, that would be cool to have Angoras. I I know what happened. We were at a friend's house and they were talking about getting chickens. I'm like, chickens are cool, but I kind of want to get rabbits because, yeah. you know, you can have their, you know, fiber and everything like that. And then we got back home from that trip and mom's like, so we're getting rabbits, right? And I'm like, sure, <laughs> let's get rabbits. And we're like, the whole time we're like, we'll see if it's possible. We'll see if we're up to it. And then we're just like, kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden you, you like look up and like, there's no backing out of this now. I know. Like, I sent the text message. Hey, do you still have the buns? And she's like, yeah, I sure do. Do you want to come get them right now? And I'm like, uh, I need to figure out a few things first. But yes, <laughs> I do want them <laughs> presently. So, uh, yeah. So it was all like the actual getting was incredibly impulsive. Mm -hmm. And I said to you at one point... I, what did I what did I say to you? Something I, about like talk I, me into this or yeah. is that I just need to keep doing this and getting the next step done or else I'm going to look up and realize I'm crazy and, and stop and not do this. Yeah. So, and I was like, yeah, keep going. So it was very. Yeah, it was impulsive. And it was it's not like when I say impulsive, it's not like it wasn't thought out, mm -hmm. but it was done very quickly. It was like it, it was, was done casting aside the fears and concerns that could come out of it. Yes, which I think is like the great adventure of life, right? Like it that's, is, you can and it see... felt really, really good because yeah. I am a class A overthinker. Mm -hmm. Like I excel at overthinking, but actually, in this, it became my superpower because I was able to foresee a, a fair number—not all, but a fair number of, of potential problems. And get it done. And I think that's the overthinking. Like, we actually don't do well with long stretches of time. Right? So, when you have a month to accomplish something, we're just going to have anxiety over it. Whereas, when you're like, okay, you have five days to make this happen. All our, our you know, overthinking, it, it goes, the energy is more targeted. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. So, what I'm thinking is maybe... Is overthinking and procrastination connected in that way? And a lot of times procrastinators, they will get stuff done, which is not good because what they end up doing is procrastinating, getting stuff done on time, and it works, and sometimes it works really well. So they continue to procrastinate because that's their process. But what you're saying is that procrastination then is connected to overthinking, and you're seeing all the potential problems and pitfalls and the longer you have to think about that, the more pitfalls you foresee. Yeah. And then yeah. It, it can lead to indecision and inaction. Yes, yes. 
Well, at least decision fatigue, because you're coming up with so many problems that you have to logically say, no, this is the answer to that. And this is the answer to that, that you get decision fatigue. And then a lot of times that's where a plan can kind of crumble. And I think if I hadn't been so we're basically said, okay, let's start researching on Monday. The next Monday we had bunnies home. Mm -hmm. So I think if I had a month, I probably wouldn't have done it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That's the story of. So how did you decide it was? So like with that though, how did you pull the trigger? Do you think it was just mom like saying that that's the, to hold the trigger do you just think that like i think it was it was mutual but like if she had been like eh, i don't know and if dad had been like eh, i don't know it, like, it every, wouldn't have happened if every, anybody had given me pushback it wouldn't have happened okay but like you were like yes do it do it now michelle was like yes 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 i want to see the bunnies you know so it if that if i had any pushback i think i would have chickened out okay so maybe that's an interesting thing to ponder is like you don't really realize how quickly you can stifle people's good ideas and mm-hmm. dreams. I dreamed a dream in time gone by when hope was high and life worth living. Because mm-hmm. I've experienced it before where I see people get excited about something and then all of a sudden they have like that minor roadblock and then they're mm. just they're just done. Yeah. And I think that's something that needs to be watched when you interact Absolutely. with people or like are you actually crushing a good idea before yeah. it's even even fully formulated as and a good idea. And that's the thing too like when you're just having a you know a relaxed conversation, right? And people and some everybody's different, but I know for myself, I'm the kind of person that comes out with outlandish ideas this is my quest to follow that star no matter how blessed no matter how far to fight for the right without question or pause to be willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause and I know if I only be true to this glorious quest that my heart will lie peaceful and calm when I'm laid to my rest. Mm-hmm. And I like to think about like, could it be possible? And would it be like this? And like, I just come like, oh this really pisses me off about this. And then, then I come up with like some idea that fixes it. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people who are just kind of like, well, you, you would never do that. Like that's, you know, kind of dumb. And like, that's not your life direction and everything. And I'm like, y'all are taking this way too seriously, but it helps solve problems and like develop ideas. If you just kind of let people go with it and you see that they're excited about an idea. I think a lot of people know it's, this because I know yeah. with a lot of times in businesses, they're like, okay, this is the brainstorming session and no idea is too stupid to be brought up. It's harder to live out. It is. It is. Especially when you're outside of a business setting and like you don't always realize, like, cause you're kind of giving a knee jerk reaction, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is with ideas is that they do often sound 
ridiculous and Mm -hmm. to other people, right? Because they're not like thinking along the lines you're thinking of. And sometimes it's hard to get that communicated. let's, Let's just imagine like the first person who's trying to think of the idea of a horseless carriage. Yeah. Like this is kind of a, okay, bear with me for a second. Okay. But there's this stuff that comes out of the ground and it burns really fast. So what if we put that stuff inside a container and burned it as fast as possible with a piston. We have we have steam engines and, and rail cars and so on, so we kind of know how pistons work. And then we're just gonna put that and connect it by some some machinery that a lot of people don't understand or work with. And then we're gonna put that on your carriage that's usually drawn by your nice horse named Lucky. And then we're gonna go places faster and further than ever before. Sounds a little far fetched. It does. It sounds utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm just thinking of a really nice children's book. It's called "What Do You Do with an Idea," and so it's it's really it's a really sweet book. I forget now who wrote it, but okay. Um, I and what would... what do you do with an idea? Well, it's basically this this little boy, and the idea is symbolized in kind of like this golden orb. Okay. So it's not like you don't, it doesn't say what the actual idea is, but it's about how he shows it to his friends and all his friends laugh at him, but he hides it in his, his backpack and he feeds it and he nourishes it. And, and so like he goes through all this, this journey and like he goes to adults and they're like, no, that's never going to work and all these things, but he keeps feeding it and growing it. And then all of a sudden he has a full fledged idea. It's kind of like. And then at the end, everybody's like, wow, it's so beautiful. So at the end, it's like this golden sunset, like, constellation-type looking thing. You know, like, okay. so, like, they make it look really beautiful. So, like, all the people are, I, I think, are black and white. And then the idea is the, the thing that brings the color to the book. I getcha. So, yeah, it's just a really cute, cute book. And it's kind of, like, abstract. And I kind of like it. Like, the kids are like, huh? I'm like, this is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> kids when, when you get to your teenage years and you yeah. feel defeated by the world and the man crushing you down think back to this exactly exactly i know sometimes i feel like those books are written for older people yes um which is not a bad thing yeah but it's like sometimes they're like i didn't get like what i'm like trust me trust me just Hang on to this. Oh, it's like that Red Balloon movie. You remember watching <gasps> that? Yes. Uh, there's like a boy in his balloon. I did not I understand. I did not understand what was going on. And recently I saw it again. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I mean, I always thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Like, I always liked it, but I didn't know why I liked it. And I like didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. I can never remember if that movie's in black and white or if it's in black and white, but the balloon is red and that's the only color in the movie. I it's weird how I remember that movie. I, I thought it was a color. No, you see what oh, I... Oh, is that color in the end? No, like what I remember is that uh, only... I don't care what you remember. I, I, I want to know what it actually is. Well, I have no idea. That's what I was just saying. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the red balloon, I, I think it is in color. Top search was, what is the point of the movie, The Red Balloon? <laughs> that, that's what most people do ask after seeing it. See, that's what I remember. Yeah, it's it's in black and white. No, it's, and... Not, it's not black and white. Oh, it's not. See? It's the only red in it. Right? Like, everything yeah. is very gray and washed out in blue. And, yeah. and that's the only red. 
which is probably why I remember it as being in black and white yeah. and the balloon being the only color. So we, we covered ideas. We we covered, I don't know what else we covered. What else did we do? Uh, procrastination. Oh, procrastination, overthinking. Yes. Now it's time to talk about, you said Angora. Yes, I did. What is an Angora? An Angora is a breed of rabbit. Okay. And uh, Angoras have very long hair and is very good fleece like it's it's a fiber producing animal so it's it's like you took bread a... for their fur yeah it's like you took a sheep and you just made it small and you taught it how to jump yeah no and, and, and look like just as confused and dazed about the world as sheep do yes yeah oh definitely <laughs> there's a sheep-like quality in their their demeanor and looks and that was surprising to me is how fleecy, mm-hmm. like you can, like when you, when I've been grooming them, right, you get, you get the fallout mm-hmm. and I've kind of like messed around with it and you want a wool that's going to kind of like stick together and start like forming into us, right? And it like beautifully, like right away, mm-hmm. it has that. So it's not like silken strands of hair, although there are, um, there is a silky variety so okay. I'm assuming that's more like silky. <laughs> that would make sense. That, that's just my guess. Um, so, but yeah, Angora is a type of rabbit, and there are two kind, like two main breed distinguishers. Is you have the ones that shed, and the ones that need to be sheared. Mm-hmm. So every three, about every three months, they get a new coat in. And so they want to get rid of, they want to shed that coat. So the English and the French, they, they shed their coat. Okay. So you can cut it, cut it. You you can cut it. (laughs) You can cut it, but it's a little bit easier. And my, my goal is to pluck it is what they call it so that you basically like pull out the tusks so you're pulling out the old coat letting the the new coat come in and then the other ones of course you have to shear them because otherwise it's it's nice for the rabbit just like for sheep or alpacas they don't want that it's too hot it's uncomfortable it gets itchy it gets matted i don't like sand it's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere they just want it gone. Mm-hmm. So it's nicer, even, whether you pluck or you cut, you know, because you can even shear a pluckable. <laughs> you can shear a shedding angora as well. Because mm-hmm. actually by the time I got my rabbits, they're three months. So the, the people who were selling them had cut their hair. Okay. Is there a lot of yarn made out of angora fur? Like, do you see it in stores or not? Angora is one of like the main, like you're you're gonna see. I, I think the four that you're you're gonna see the most is like sheep is predominant. Right, wool. Um, and then you have goat, mohair, um, alpaca, just just called alpaca. There's mm-hmm. no other name for it. And then you have the angora. Okay. I don't think. See, it's been a while, actually, since I've been to a standard store like Michael's or Joanne's to look for yarn. Because so you're too good for that. I am. So I, <laughs> I don't know if they do uh, have Angora there, because uh, I haven't even really seen a lot of mohair or alpaca at stores like that. But definitely, if you go into any yarn shop, 
you are going to see Angora. Okay. And yeah, you can buy a lot of Angora stuff. The the interesting thing about Angora, and this is something I learned very recently, actually, yeah, this week, is that their their fur has has no memory. It is the amnesiac of the the fiber world. Okay. Is that a word, amnesiac? <laughs> I don't think that's a word. Amnesia bunnies. I feel like that's a TV show. Anyways. They fight crime and then forget about it. So, basically, the the bounce has gone from his bungee. The bounce has gone from his bungee. It has it has no stretch. So when you make if you made it just out of angora, and a hat made out of just angora, and you you put it on, eventually it would stretch out, and you're like, oh, that happens. I'm gonna dunk it in some water, and it it'll shrink back. But it has has no memory. It's not going to shrink back. So a lot of times you're going to see it blended with um, fibers that do have memory, like wool is, is common. So don't don't think that you're getting an inferior product if you see 80% Angora, 20% like cashmere wool. Okay. Um, you're not getting an inferior product. So you're, you're just getting one that combines the, the good properties of both those materials. Exactly. So you're you're going to get insane softness, insane warmth. You're going to get, and this is the big thing about Angora wool, is you're going to get what's called a halo. So it's like a very light fuzz and it's like, it's like a thready, it's a thready fuzz. So it's not like pilling, Mm -hmm. it's not that, but, and when you move, it kind of waves just a tiny bit. It's like, I don't know, it kind of is because like the fiber is breathing and there's like these, these hairs and we, and it's called a halo. Okay. So that's kind of like the big draw of it. At least for me, I think that's that's pretty yeah, cool. That's really cool, and the fact that this is going to help out Ducks Never Waver's product line. Absolutely, I'm this so This is basically R and D for Ducks Never Waver. This Waver's. is this is, and I I'm so excited. I'm like maybe maybe they can come with me, uh, to craft shows and we can like give demonstrations of doing this because like that's what I live for. Like the the you know yeah. people spinning. At, I'm like that. I could watch that all day. That's the coolest to be. And yeah, and I then you can put a sign it. up. Please buy our stuff to feed the bunnies. Exactly. Exactly. You're yeah. helping the bunnies, not me. <laughs> um, but well, I guess you help me help the bunnies. Yeah, and I I'm really excited to incorporate it. I you know you and I both really like mixing our medias. Mm-hmm. So I think Angora is the perfect kind to do touches of. Right, yeah. like I said, because it kind of loses its stretch. But like, if I start doing uh, shirts or something like that, right? Like, I can do a short sleeve on it, okay. where that's angora, you know, and it's gonna drape really nicely, or just like you know, details like that. Yeah. So we'll see what I end up making, and I might start and you know, blending it with stuff. Uh, so that's that's the big adventure now. Yeah. How long do you think it would take from the point you're at now, where you have the rabbits? To get something to market, like just just a, a spool of yarn. Well, we hmm, 
that is kind of for me an unknown and mm. it, it depends on a lot of things right all right so we have the bunnies let me introduce them to you they are two english angora rabbits there are a opal color and their names because they are english i'm like they need to have good proper english names so what did i do i looked for inspiration in the bookstore to the library to the library here we go so one is named dorothy sayers and the other one is agatha christie quite proper so proper and i thought these are women of mystery <laughs> not really <laughs> not at all um no, I just two two authors I, I really enjoy and yeah, English authors. So the idea is is that if I get more eventually, we'll see how this all pans out. But if I get more, I'm gonna follow the theme of English authors. So I was I was, you know, I wanted a name full of culture, because that's what we're about here. That's you right. Know, we're we're about culture and I, at first I thought I'm gonna name them after flowers, you know, because that's horticulture. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, but I, I, th I thought, no, they, they need to be even more distinguished names and established names. And what's more established than Dorothy Sayers and Agatha Christie? Indeed, verily. Yay, verily, yay. Now doth he flower with true nobility. The girls are three months old, and like I said, typically their coat comes in every three months, right? But because I got them right after they had been cut, uh, I have to wait another three months. Okay. So they're, although I'm, I'm kind of thinking that it might be a little bit quicker. I mean, they are so fluffy. They are so fluffy. They're in the studio right now. Yes, we get to watch them while we're recording, which is very entertaining. And they are so, so floofy. He's so fluffy, I'm gonna die! I mean, I know it's gonna get longer, but I'm like, whew, that's, that's gonna be quite something. Okay, mm -hmm. so when, when that happens, you, you pluck them, and this is where it gets hairy. Oh. <laughs> You're killing me. But don't, don't. So. We're basically getting into the things that I don't have um, together. <laughs> okay. So when we get you to did that not point, overthink this part. I did not overthink this part. I'm like, I can tackle that in three months. I do not have a carter, which is something that br bristle paddles, essentially. And they are for cleaning and aligning the fiber. Now, with Angora, you do not have to cart it. It is already so fine. If you're up on grooming, it's going to be clean. You can just take it straight from the rabbit. But, like we said, if I want to start adding wool to it, I'm thinking the way you do that is by carting it together. Okay. Another way that might work, but I don't know, is that... So, like, how I explained... You remember how I explained it? How you feed in the fiber, right? You Like, you're twisting, how it... Yeah. And then it goes on the spool, right? Well, you have to get two of those spools and twist those together okay. and that's a two ply i don't know if you've ever heard the term like 
two ply, four ply is very yeah. traditional okay. to have a four ply. Yeah. So you would have to have two. So I, I don't know if you can have a spool of wool and then a spool of angora and put the two together okay. and have it work the same or if you have to have the fibers like smushed together. That I that I don't know. So those are the, my two thoughts. So with a four-ply yarn, is it like they go and they spin it and then they have to spin those strands together? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so... It's you spin one direction, so let's say you go clockwise. Yeah. So then when you get your two spools together, you go counterclockwise. Okay. So and it's it's just like making a rope. I don't know yeah. if you ever see making no, a rope. No, I have. Yeah. But it's it's the like the twisting in opposite directions is what makes it stay together. Yeah, it locks it in. It locks it in because if you just did it like the first spin, it would just start shredding apart. Like yeah. it's pretty strong, but it's gonna start just falling apart because okay. you need the other one to wrap around it. Okay, so this might be an endeavor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a spinning wheel yet. Uh, they're so, mighty what, expensive. Yeah, so, so what people can do is donate at the bottom of this podcast. There's buckets yeah. that actually go towards a spinning wheel. Yes, that would actually be massively helpful if you do no donate. Yeah. That would just not saying you have to. No, but, you don't have to. Actually, just just. But we were talking about you know having other people's dreams die because you weren't supportive. <laughs> I dreamed a dream in time gone by, when hope was high and life worth living. <laughs> so I know, and it, it all falls on your shoulders. Yes. Uh, no, and, and I mean just by you guys listening helps out uh, if you. Give us a rating if you um, like this podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it. All of those things really go a long way uh, to helping Dorothy and Agatha. That's right. I, I really like, we did this to pull on your heartstrings. That is, is you know. Yeah. Who can say no to this face? I know. So adorable. Where, where were we on the timeline? So I don't know how long it takes to spin. So basically I have to wait for their, their fur to come in. So yep. that's basically the big thing. Uh, plucking them should take, I'm assuming like three hours, two, three hours. Okay. Wow. Um, and what I've heard is that you want to do it all at once because they start getting, uh, they're kind of like endorphins and they're not endorphins, but anyways, they get like this happy juice going when you're doing it. Cause like they're supposed to shed and that okay. like, kind of helps it shed. Yeah. So once you get going, so you don't want to like do it for 10 minutes, stop. Because, like, that's not, they're not going to, like... Like that. They're not going to like it as much. It doesn't ever hurt them. It's just that kind of helps make it go faster because they get okay. that... I don't know what it's called. Okay. Like, I don't know. Dopamine. It's like dopamine, you know, endorphins. It's something like that, but it's it's called something out. Rabbit else. mean. <laughs> Rabbit mean. <laughs> Bunny tosin. Fluff mean. <laughs> uh, so, and then I, I've never spun anything. In, in all my life. <laughs> so, uh, that I don't know what the learning curve is going to be. So, yeah. that's where I'm like, the timeline, I don't know. And then for me, like, then it's just choosing the right project to do and then and going for it. And, and depending, I'm hoping to keep it small because I'm assuming I'm going to get a small amount of yarn. So, yes. smaller projects is, are in my future. So, is your goal to be able to sell yarn that you've dyed or is it to to just keep it for yourself at this point and incorporate it into your own projects? I think a little bit of both. Again, it depends a lot on how much I actually get. 
right from from the two girls and that's actually what made the decision to get two yes because it's like um, one you're gonna get what uh, yeah five feet of yarn i mean they say that you get a fair amount but like because you have to do the two spool thing like by the time you actually get a full ball of yarn like mm-hmm. i think you need more than one rabbit or at least because like, like it also three like it doubles what i get every three month period instead of like having to wait till yes the next three months anyways that's why i did that what was the question just like how quickly to market do you think it'll take oh so we're talking probably a year out well i don't i mean optimistically i think six months like okay. i don't know like if you think learning like i i'm hoping sooner than later to get a wheel and then i can buy roving and practice on that right like i don't have to wait till Wait, what's, what's roving roving is a uh, prepared wool it's like in a long okay like it's been carded and then it's kind of like in a in a string oh is that what you put on that pillow yes but that is synth- mostly synthetic but that is yeah the type of thing so could you do if you go to the shop you'll you'll see the kind of thing i was talking about right it's on the etsy shop yeah the pillow yeah so our so listeners it's... can listeners can go see a, a, a fine classy pillow made by megan but yeah. it has like this very what's it called roving roving yeah okay so it's basically so it's, it's, unspun wool yes but it's synthetic wool in this case well it's a blend it's it's okay. acrylic and it's, it's partly wool okay so what it does is this is a really cool texture mm-hmm. on this pillow mm-hmm. so you could do that with the bunny fluff is yeah. what you're saying I, yeah yeah okay so that would even be even faster than trying to make it into yarn well you would have to cart it right because carding right. gives yeah. it that texture so yeah. then I don't know, trade-offs. Okay. It's, it's complicated. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. So I'm, I'm, I don't know, probably, like, probably a year is realistic. That, that's what I was that's thinking. That's realistic. And when it comes to selling, like, I, I can envision me going to local yarn stores saying, hey, do you want to carry this? And I can, I can see, like, what, if we go to craft fairs, having a couple out, because then people can, can buy it for themselves. But... I, I definitely want to use it for our products. Like I said, my goal for Ducks Never Waver is that we make as much of the new stuff right. ourselves, and then we throw in recycled materials, like giving new life to things. I was saying to mom, I don't know why, I'm, I don't know if this nerdy or just bizarre but I was saying to mom, I just think it's so cool. Like what I'm working towards is I want to take old stuff and make it new. So like you take your recycled fabric, you do something yep. new with it. And I want to make our new stuff in the old way. Yeah. So we have like old to new, new to old. It's just keeps, it's a circle. It keeps going. As the kids are saying, it's synergy. Yes, I don't know why that really excites me, but the idea is that like the new stuff, I'm making it the old way, right? Like I'm spinning it myself and I'm doing it like this and, but like I'm giving old stuff a new life. So that's kind of. It is very pleasing. Yes. Isn't it mentally pleasing as well? Like it's just like all around pleasing. It's just happiness over here. Yeah. Join our happiness. Well, it's just this great (laughs) adventure, right? Because you don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, and I, I think for me, I just really needed something to shake up what I was doing. I needed something new. I mean, last year it was dying stuff, so this year it had to be rabbits. I don't. We're just escalating here, people. So stick around. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen next year. 
This it, but that's how you keep improving, right? Yeah, it and is. you keep taking those courageous steps forward. Yeah, you really do. So should we should we talk a little bit about startup? Yeah, tell us what other people would need in order to start this up. Yeah, uh, so, if they still wanted to. Oh yeah, and you definitely should. And like, I mean, for me, I would not ever, 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 ever recommend getting angoras. Unless you had plans for the, the fiber. To me, to have it as a pet, spend all that time grooming, and then... How much just, grooming is it? Uh, what well, is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be um, a really... If you're like really getting deep in and really good, depending on your bunny's lifestyle, it should be one to two times a week. And then probably more the closer you get to that plucking time right like the longer it is the more tangled it's going to get right so it should be it should be about you know once a week twice a week uh if you let your bunnies go outside a lot you're going to have to make sure that you get all the dirt and the grass and all Mm -hmm. the things out of there but if your bunny is an indoor bunny then it it doesn't have to be that much so that's why you wouldn't recommend somebody doing it well, to me, it just doesn't really make sense because you can get a really nice, sweet bunny that will give you companionship and that will be soft, and that, but it won't be the same level of work. And like, you should want to. I I think you should want to do something with it. Like to me, it's like having a sheep and then not doing doing anything. With not the police. fulfilling that that sheep's job. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to me. I mean, I guess with a sheep, you kind of have to do something with it eventually. You do have to shear it. I just wouldn't recommend because they're, they're a lot more work. And also the way that I ended up housing the bunny is different because they're angoras. So to me, it was very important that they were not sitting on their bedding. To me, it was very important that they're not touching their pee and their poop mm-hmm. because I don't want that all stuck in their fur. Right. And, like, the wood chips and everything, I don't want that all stuck in there. So I want it to drop down and fall away. And it was surprisingly difficult to find something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we ended up with is a 30 by 30 cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's for small animals, rabbit cage. Yeah. And thankfully, this has a system that you can attach sides, like poles to the side. And then you buy a plastic tray and you can slide that underneath. Underneath the grating. Under, yeah, underneath the cage. Yeah. That was the system we ended up going with. My biggest regret with what we bought is that it's hard to get them out. Because it's a 30 by 30 square, I wish it was 30 by 26 or some sort of rectangle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so deep. Yeah, it's it's kind of deep. And I knew that was going to be an issue because people said, oh, no, don't let it be too deep. Uh, but it, I was limited, right? It was either 24 by 24 or 30 by 30. Yeah. So that's, then you're just like, okay, you just work with what you got. And like I said, I did this fast. So I'm like, I could have bothered my brother who, you know, knows how to build stuff and probably could have made a really, really sweet hutch. Yeah. But... I, we wanted to get them by Monday. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I did look into hutches. I really did. I yeah. looked and looked and looked. And I finally found one that had these drawers that came out. I'm like, perfect. You know, easy clean up. Here's the drawers and everything. Well, they have 
like you have to take the bunny out and then use the drawer. It's yes. ridiculous. I'm like, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of having drawers. If you have to take the bunny out, then you may as well just clean it from the inside out. Like, it, yeah. it made no sense to me. So I'm like, why Why am I going to spend two, $300 on this hutch when I still have to take them out? And they're still sitting in their own stuff. And they're still sitting in their, their own stuff. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, no, I'm, I'm happy with how it, how it turned out. Yeah, the housing. So I bought two. So I have two 30 by 30 because I was told buy something that was like, I don't know, four times your, your bunny's size and mm-hmm. one bunny per cage, yada, yada, all that stuff. And uh, I think it was kind of excessive, honestly. Mm-hmm. But what has turned out good is that Agatha and Dorothy really like being together right now. Mm-hmm. So I, they're sisters. They were kept together, so they like they love each other's company. So I have both of them in one cage, yeah. and it gives them plenty of space to hop around. So I don't feel bad if I don't get a chance to take them out at all. So that I'm, I am happy about that. Again, it's just kind of hard to maneuver them in it. Yeah. So for two, for two of the the houses mm-hmm. cages. Uh, which is the the poles that stack them and two trays and the cages. It was around one hundred and fifty two dollars. Mm-hmm. Then the cost of the rabbits they should be between fifty and a hundred bucks. Depend, yeah, each depending on if you're breeding and what you're looking for with with breeding. But if you're just looking to have a couple, um, that's and also you can. You usually have the choice to have pedigree, which again is for breeding purposes. Yeah, shows you their lineage. And uh, but I didn't, I didn't opt for that. These these girls are going to live a celibate life. And they're working class girls. And they're working class girls. So, um, so that means that I got Dorothy and Agatha for a hundred dollars. Then you need to think about how are you going to feed them. And this was a whole thing. I worked so hard, and this is where a little bit of my overthinking it kicked in. Because because these girls have a job to do, you got to give them a proper meal. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you can't just feed them any old stuff and expect them to have luxurious locks. That's right. Like It just doesn't work that way. Got to feed the beast. <laughs> so, and of course, like we know that the hair is mostly protein. So you want some a food that is higher in protein. So you want something in the 16 to 18% range protein. For contrast, most standard rabbit food is 12. I've seen it as low as 10. So wow. that's, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. I found a couple that were 14, but to actually find 16 or 18. Like 18 is nigh impossible. 16 was a little bit easier. So I was working, working, working on this. And I found something, but then like it's not going to come in time if I order it. So then I went to the pet store and I found a little bag. It was $13 for a little bag. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get it. But it's going to be a real pain because with rabbits, they have such sensitive digestion system that you have to slowly transition off of their food. So like between like five to seven days, you have to like like put a little bit more and more and more of it so they get used to it. I was all worried about that whole thing. And then I go get the rabbits and... 
she, the, the lady has a nice, you know, this is how to take care of your rabbits. This is what we've been doing very nicely laid out. And I wasn't anticipating getting that actually, but it was very nice. And she wrote, yeah, I wrote, I, I use this food It's called country spirit is from family farm and home and all this. And I look it up and it's 16%. So I'm like, great. This is the perfect food. I look up and I'm like, I can get it. It's like half an hour drive from my house. So that means I had to return the food that I bought and I had to go find the food. So for, and it was way cheaper. Mm -hmm. So I got a 40 pound bag for about like $14, $13, $14. As opposed to like a one pound bag for $12. Yeah. So that made a huge difference and that convinced me to go with that and that the girls were used to it already. So what was the takeaway here? What's the lesson? What is the takeaway? Don't mess with Maui when he's on the breakaway. The takeaway would be ask what they're using. Don't mm. be dumb like me. Just ask what they're using. And if it aligns with how you want them to be raised, uh, go with it. Ask where you can buy it. If you're buying local, it should be pretty easy to get it. So I'm like, I don't know. Like driving away, I'm like, I don't know why. I didn't just ask her what kind of food she used, but I didn't. So... That, that's, I would definitely recommend that. And mm -hmm. hay, you need to have, I uh, used Timothy hay, and that was about 13 bucks as well. I feel like I can get it cheaper, but you know, that was okay. And they can have that all the time, as much as they want? As much as they want. That's really good for them. You don't, because they like to groom themselves and they have long hair, but unlike cats, they don't have hairballs. Right. So all of it has to pass through the GI, and sometimes it can get blocked. So they need a lot of fiber to make sure that everything is moving through properly. Okay. And that's what the hay provides. And it's also just good for them, like fun foraging and good for them. Uh, and so that the, I would say like the food and everything costs probably around 27 bucks. Okay. And like I said, I have 40 pounds of food, so it's gonna, it's going to last a while. Uh -huh. And then, so the feeder, so you're, you need a way to deliver it to them. So I got a feeder. Um, I found a really cool feeder actually at our local grocery store where it's both for hay and food. That ended up, I think they're about $13-ish a piece. I feel like I'm just saying $13 for everything, but it's about $13. And uh, you can find like bigger hay troughs. But they were like 20 okay. for one. And this is back when I'm thinking, okay, I need two of everything. I need two of everything, right? Because right. these girls will have to be separated. I'm like, no, that's that's a little bit steep for me right now. So I went with these and they turned out really nice. Like they like them a lot. And it's, it's cute because it's a little bit taller. Um, also, you can clip it up higher. That was another important thing. I didn't want anything on the ground. Okay. Just because they can tip in and they poop in it and then they make a big mess. I've, I've yeah. watched people with bunnies before. Like, I've, I've taken care of a rabbit for somebody before and, like, they had all poop in their, their food. I'm like, don't want to do that. So, we've mostly avoided that. Mm -hmm. So, it keeps it upright. It clips to the side. And, yeah, they kind of have to, like, work to pull out the hay and they have a lot of fun with the... Yeah. So, that... I would... I'm very pleased with that. And then water bottles. Um... Just got it cheap off of Amazon, and then I also got for them a pumice, like a pumice toy. Mm -hmm. So that helps with their teeth. I don't know if they really need it, but I'm like, may as well. And again, I got two. I'm only using one right now, so we'll see what happens. 
So for all of that, for, for getting two of everything, that was about $43. Uh, let's see, what else do you need? Oh, you need grooming tools. That's important. Yeah. Uh, so I would say I spent about 20 bucks. I, I got a comb and I got a slicker brush. And there are some people who recommend combs that have like um, rotating pins. What would you call them? Teeth? Okay. Um, so that's like softer. I didn't see any of those available, but I also didn't know to look for it. So <laughs> you don't see what you don't know. Yeah. Or you, yeah. You don't see what you don't know. You can't know what you don't see. <laughs> I don't think that's, that, you can't know what you don't see. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Okay. So, uh, so I went with one that was suggested by somebody else. And it's, it's wider on one edge, and then it's a finer finer tooth on the other. Tooth? What? That's so, so weird. Comb language. Why that has teeth? Yeah, why does it have teeth? It's going to grab you. Okay. I feel like that's part of like some logic puzzle, you know? Like, what has teeth but can't bite? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a riddle for you. Yeah. Figure that one out. Oh, wait. We just told you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You need some grooming tools. Another a couple of things that I didn't have to to pay for, but um, so like I have a salt block thingy for them, but that was uh, given to me by by Michelle. She used to have a, a rabbit, so that was really sweet. Also underneath their cage, uh, we have some plastic that goes out the wall a little bit, and then out in front and around the edges a little bit, and that was an old. Uh, plastic tabled cloth so it's like it's the thicker kind though yeah and uh, we already had that and then to take them home we borrowed a carrier we found that old towels are kind of helpful but again i'm sure everyone has one or two old towels laying around oh yeah or they can usually retire the ones that they have <laughs> yeah just get new towels and give the bunnies the old one yeah and those are a couple of things where i've just you know made do with that and then like nail clippers i have a couple options but i know you can use just Regular dykes. Yeah, dykes. So we'll figure that out. So all told, um, I spent about uh, $344. And that's with getting two of everything. Yeah. Right? I, I Now I'm like, I probably could have done it cheaper. But I don't know. They're still babies, right? So I don't know if they're going to, you know, start getting aggressive towards each other or... When their fur gets even longer, if they're going, like, them laying next to each other, I don't know if that's going to mat it really bad. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. It gives me options. That's right. But I, I wish the internet had not steered me wrongly. I don't think they need quite as much space as I was being For, led to believe. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, they're still growing. Right now they're on open feed. I don't know what it's called. Unlimited feed. Unlimited feed. Uh, so pig out process. Pig out time, and sometimes they really do pig out. Uh, so they're still babies. So we'll see how big they grow. So that that breakdown would be about one hundred and seventy-two dollars per rabbit. That's including the rabbit. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of your your startup. So now again, there's more startup because I want to spin my own. You know, my wool. own my own wool, but you can sell raw. Angora. It's not really raw. What 
what do you call unprocessed. it? Unprocessed. Unprocessed. You can sell it. Of course, like the more levels of process you have, the more money you can make out of it, but the more work you have to do. Yeah, the so, more cost you put more into cost. it. So yeah. it, it evens out that way. Uh, really not bad, especially in the like, whole fiber animal world. It's a lot better than an having alpaca. to buy a field and having to get a barn and, you know, fencing and then a $3,000 animal. And so like that, it's a lot more attainable. That's right. So if you want to do that. Be great for apartment living if you wanted to do have a craft for like in an apartment. Absolutely. They're quiet. They don't smell. They're very quiet. Oh, good. I'm glad you don't find they smell. I actually find their food smells. Like I, I don't think the rabbit themselves smell. Mm-hmm. But their their food like just it has kind of a earthy yeah smell because yeah. it is it's just grass. It's just grass. I I will warn you though. Uh, they they are a little bit messier than I was anticipating. Not not by a lot, but just something to be aware of, especially with the way that my cage setup is, is that they can pee outside of it mm-hmm. or like it partially goes outside of it. Which really is weird. Like they have to be working to be a nuisance like that. Yeah. So this is where like the plastic came in. We're like, oh, yeah, eventually we'll put plastic underneath. Uh, no, that start. Start with that. Make sure you have that. Okay. Um, also, just with the hay. It, it kind of gets everywhere. And that's partly the feeder I have. Like I said, you can get some big ones that like have really open. So you just like basically pour it in and it's just like all there. Mine, you have to kind of like fish it. Like you have to take this grate off, smush it in and put it back in. I don't know if that's messier, but they also like, me- you know, mess it up as they're grabbing it and trying to eat it. Get used to there being more around. If you let them out, they're going to pee and poop. That's just kind of what happens so you're going to have to be prepared to clean that up. And their hair is a little bit messier. So I, it's it's not wildly messier than I thought. But the lack of containment, even within the containment, was shocking to me. So You're fighting entropy there, that's for sure. <laughs> so that that's something to, to bear in mind. That's really it. Because I think you, you touched on what some of the... Oh, what's the hardest thing of this whole process, do you think? The hardest thing is handling the rabbits for me right now. And I think it's because they weren't really handled. Uh, the, the lady was telling me that they use it like a dog grooming um, wand? hose. No, not wand. Imagine, I'm, wa- I'm waving my hand trying to think of the word. And then I was like, wand? No. Uh, it's a, a blower, like a, like a hair dryer, but like supersized, right? And that blows all the the dirt out and blows all the dead hair out, right? And mm-hmm. like just, you know, outside just spray them down with okay. air. yeah. Spray them down with air. They're not really like picking them up, grooming their tummy. They're not doing all of that. So that's for me been the biggest struggle is trying to maintain their fur because I really don't want them to get some mats. And like that's happened already where they start getting like some bigger mats. Yeah. And so I, I want to stay on top of it and yeah, get them, get them used to being handled. It's kind of, as and that's going to make it easier to, to, to pluck them when it's time comes. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And I just want them to be, be comfortable and not to be fighting them with all of that. Yeah. So I'm learning, this is the first time I've ever had rabbits. Yeah. I've never really handled, like I said, I, I have pet sit a couple times for, for a rabbit but it's not like I was really 
handling. handling. And it was a super, super old rabbit that had been handled for many, many, many years. Uh, so they're not, he was not a feisty young rabbit. Yes. So, like these girls are, they are, they've got some personality. They're very feisty. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of hard because I was like, oh, they're going to just be so sweet and docile because I was watching all the grooming videos and like this rabbit's just like a potato. Like just like totally fine with everything this person's doing, like kicked maybe like once in the air. And I mean, like that's partly me too. Like I have to grow in confidence and handling them and like get them in the vice grip arms and just yeah. like do it. Right. But also realize that it's going to take a bit for them to yes. get used to it. And it's, you know, so that's, it's, I was reflecting and I thought it was kind of funny that actually 20 years ago, we took home an animal around this time. Oh. So when I turned five years old, we got our cat, Chloe. That's true. Yeah. So then again, like to have, like bring in a new animal after my birthday or like right before my birthday. Yeah. And yeah, so that was that was really that was pretty cool for me. That's awesome. I can't wait to see where this brings us. Everybody can keep up to date on the social medias cuz I'm sure you'll show your progress as you start plucking them and spinning the fiber. Oh, absolutely. And lots of just cute bunny pics and videos and Mhm. We might do a subscriber thing so that people who want to see more floofness yeah. can just just have like a bunny can. Yeah, I think have a bunny cam. Yeah, for people yeah. who want it. I don't yeah. want to spam people who don't want to. Just see here it. for the serious contact. Exactly. Just, the, just all the, that we have is most seriousness serious. Just, just the sublime intellectual discourse is what people are here for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I find. Yeah, I didn't I'm going to put myself on the chopping block a little bit. It's something to look forward to for our listeners, especially if they can make it worth our while. Is we're going to try to send out monthly emails. Oh, yeah. So what our idea is to just put a little bit in review what the podcasts were about so that you guys can determine whether one podcast is deemed worthy of your time or not. Or you can get just a little appetizer. You Oh, yeah, they're going to be talking about uh, the Ding on Zeke and how that relates to rabbits and their wool manufacturing capabilities. Yeah, and uh, other things that might be of value to you is that we will have links and lists. So when we talk about a book, we're going to link it so that you can find it. Yeah. Like what we talked about today with all the things that I had to buy for bringing home rabbits, I will, you know, have that listed and linked. So let us know if you think that's a good idea. I think that's pretty helpful for people. How could they let us know that that's a good idea? Uh, you can you can email us at ducksneverwaver at gmail.com or you can go on Instagram and Facebook and you can give us a shout there, or you can leave money. You can grab us in the forum. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. What did you want to say? That's what I wanted to say, what you just said. You wanted to say that? Yes. Wow. Uh, and now you took that away from me. What do you think about the rabbit? I am chuffed to bits to be here in their presence just to see their sparkling personalities. Uh, Dorothy's a piece of work. Agatha is a prima donna. And it's just been a real joy and delight to see you take care of them and have fun with them. I'm just excited to see now what uh, they can turn into. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. I'm shocked at how much personality they have. Yeah. 
Hey, way, more, way more than I was anticipating. I, yeah, to be honest, I was like, how fun can rabbits be? But they're pretty fun. We hope you have enjoyed the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. If you would like to fill your senses with more Ducks Never Waver goodness, you can feast your eyeballs on Instagram and Facebook. Touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. We will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break. Want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this here podcast with all the other ducks in your life. Stay quacky.